Hello and welcome back to another episode of That's a Wrap. Once again, my name is Shannon and I do want to go ahead and make a very quick disclaimer before this episode. I do want to go ahead and just let y'all know that there may be some spoilers as well as some graphic information regarding this movie so just be aware as you listen to this episode of any spoilers if you have not yet seen the movie and if you are not good with handling gory or dark themed topics go ahead and listen to this with your discretion I also want to do go ahead and mention very quickly that I do have the Instagram up and running. The handle for Instagram is just going to be that's a wrap underscore podcast. And that is hopefully where we can go ahead and share our opinions and thoughts on the films that I cover or the TV shows that I cover or even the seasons. And I do want to go ahead and just make another disclaimer that these opinions are my own and not everybody is going to agree with them so go ahead on instagram give the instagram a follow and we can go ahead and have some discussions in the comments each episode will have its own post and underneath it is where we can go ahead and share our opinions thoughts comments on the podcast episode the film the television show whatever it may be we can go ahead and comment and start kind of like a thread underneath those posts so be sure to go ahead and give that instagram a follow and let's go ahead and get started on this episode Alright, so this episode is going to be talking about the horror film The Mist. The Mist is based off of a Stephen King novel, so you know right off the bat it has to be good. I mean, it's a book written by Stephen King. And for the Stephen King movies I have seen personally, they have not been a letdown. And let's go ahead and just start off with the stars of the movie. The stars of the movie consist of Marsha Gay Harden, who is in Felicity, the American Girl story, which is actually a fun fact and off topic. The first film that Shailene Woodley ever worked in. Um, Marsha Gay Harden has also been featured in She's Too Young, Law and Order, SVU for a couple of episodes, Code Black, How to Get Away with Murder, Fifty Shades of Grey, and Into the Wild. The film also stars Thomas Jane from Deep Blue Sea, Boogie Nights, LOL, which is a Miley Cyrus film, and White Bird in a Blizzard. Lori Holden from Silent Hill, Dumb and Dumber 2, Andre Brogner. I totally spelt his name, or not spelt, I totally said his name wrong. I do apologize. I should have looked up his name before I did this episode. However, it probably wouldn't have helped any. I am horrible with names, so I did go ahead and butcher that name. If you know how to say his last name, go ahead and let me know how to say it the right way. Um, But Andre is from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Melissa McBride from The Walking Dead is also in this film. 
So the storyline of this movie is based in a supermarket in a small town in Maine. They had a storm and then somehow there's a mist that forms after the storm and inside the mist there's a creature or what we later find out creatures that are hidden in the mist that forms over the town after that storm. The main character of the movie is Thomas Jane's character, David, who is trapped in the store with his young son, Billy. They left his wife at home to go and run to the store after the storm, and that is why they are currently stuck at that supermarket. So while at the store, the weather sirens go off and the workers essentially lock down the store and advise that everybody in the store is to stay in the store, which as one can assume causes chaos. Nobody really likes being told that they're going to be locked into a store, so. And here we are then introduced to numerous characters that I am not going to bother introducing because there's just a lot of them. And we are also introduced to Melissa McBride's character. And she just plays an unnamed woman who wants to go home to be with her kids. And everyone tells her no, that she has to stay put. And so she tries to convince the males to escort her home. She says things like, you know, y'all want to be a gentleman, don't you? You know, why don't you walk a lady home? However... No one budges, and she walks out into the mist, never to be seen again. So we are going to go ahead and fast forward to where the creature is found out. And how he is found out is David and a couple other customers, along with the workers of the store, go into this garage or storeroom type garage, and... They open the garage door because I believe a young worker who's a bagger, um, he wants to go out and fix like the generator or something and everybody tells him no. However, the garage door is open, he does not go out, but this creature with a whole bunch of tentacles ends up coming through the garage door and grabs this young worker from the garage and all of the guys in the garage are trying to help to prevent this this kid from being pulled into the mist well okay not all of them some of them cower off to the side and don't help but as you guessed out goes the bagger but not before david is able to take off part of the tentacle by cutting it with an axe and this is actually a really gruesome scene because, like, the tentacle, like, it, it rips part of this young worker's body, like, chest area. And it's, like, really gross. I don't understand it, but, you know, so that does happen. But the beggar does, unfortunately, get sucked into the mist. And after he is grabbed and disappears and is basically killed this group goes back into the main store and they end up causing chaos because they mention this creature which i have no idea why they would do that but they did i mean it's 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 a creature that you don't know what they look like and there was tentacles 
I personally wouldn't have been like, hey, let's tell everybody in the store that's locked in the store that this thing that we don't know what it is is in the mist and it's completely unrealistic. But they do. They go ahead and they tell everyone. And as a result, it ends up creating a divide between, at the moment, it is the skeptics and then the believers. So here we start to focus on Marsha Gay Harden's character as well as Andre's character. So Marsha Gay, Gay Harden's character is a religious fanatic crazy more or less in my opinion talking about how this is god's doing and only those who are innocent will survive this supernatural event this armageddon that god has caused andre is a hotshot lawyer who apparently had a court case and lost it against david i'm not really sure what happened but he mentions how he did lose a court case to David and how David brought him to court and there's some bitterness between those two and that is partly why Andre's character does not believe David and these other people in his group about this random and supernatural unrealistic creature. So as a result Andre rallies up a group of people who don't believe the truth and they all go outside and these creatures kill them in the mist and we do see it happen um and, and the the people that are locked in the store see it happen and at some point a whole bunch of dinosaur type things start flying into the store window in which the window is already barricaded with a whole bunch of dog food and even like there's like a crack in it and that's even taped up and these dinosaur type things break the windows and get into the store which causes even more chaos and David is trying to burn one of these things and almost burns the store down and there is unfortunately one bystander who actually ends up getting severely burned from this attempt and this triggers the next chain of events to occur because he is severely burned they cannot call like an ambulance or a fire truck or anything they can't bring him to the hospital so they decide to go ahead and go into the pharmacy next door so along with Andre's group, this random biker dude offers to go to a pickup truck to grab a shotgun. And as a result, he does die. However, he does have a rope that was wrapped around him and they figure out that David and his crew are able to figure out that they can get at least 200 feet without being attacked. And the door to the pharmacy is not that far away so they do believe that they can go ahead and make it to the pharmacy without being attacked by these random creatures that are eating and killing people however once they are in the pharmacy naturally a few die and are attacked by the creatures so david returns to the store and people are obviously noticing that a couple of them are dead and this triggers the divide between 
the believers and the religious side that Marsha Gay Harden's character has now created. And she is able to get a lot of people on her side and go against David and his crew. They all truly believe because of the fear. They do truly believe that this is God's doing. And by going against God's doing, they're going to die. I don't know. And let me just say very quickly that these creatures are so creepy looking. I don't understand how one could come up with such things, but I guess that is Stephen King for you. So I also do want to mention very briefly, because I have not mentioned him since the beginning, David's son is, okay, he is alive, he is in the store, he is being cared for by Laurie Holden's character Amanda and an older lady during all of this. However, unfortunately, the older lady does end up committing suicide at the end of the night, or during the night, I should say. And two soldiers actually, actually commit suicide as well. So, after those two soldiers commit suicide, and they are found by David, a couple more people of his crew, and the leader of the soldiers i'm not really sure what his rank was but he was essentially like the leader of the three he ends up admitting that he knew that they were going to commit suicide but he didn't think they were actually going to go through with it and he actually he accidentally mentions that the mist and the creature chaos is actually due to an experiment from the military the military created an experiment that caused this mist and these creatures to form and eventually gets back to everyone in the store and everyone finds out and they throw the leader outside and he gets attacked to these creatures from he gets attacked from these creatures so we're going to go ahead and bring focus back to the divide of the religious group and the believers david amanda and his son and a few others decide they are going to go out to david's truck and drive until they've run out of gas they feel like that is their best option and they want to know if this mist is a long length thing or if it's just covering the town they want to know what's going on and they truly believe that they would rather die trying then die in a supermarket, not trying, not knowing what's going to happen. And because of their plan, Marsha Gay Harden's character finds out and a huge riot ensures. And while this riot is going on, she says that they need to sacrifice Billy, the son, and Amanda in order to stop this madness, to stop this Armageddon. As a result, during the riot, one of the guys that is actually on David's side, he is a store worker, his name is Ollie, he ends up shooting Marsha Gay Harden's character, but as a result, this allows that group to leave the store and go outside and try to get to the truck. 
However, once they are outside, more chaos ensures due to the mist and the creatures, and half of those outside end up getting killed or eaten or whatever the hell is happening to them. And what was now supposed to be eight or nine people in the truck is now five. It is now David, Billy, Amanda, and then two older adults who I believe are a married couple. I'm not 100% positive. I'm not sure if I missed a very brief background on them or not in the movie. However, they seem like they are a married couple. So these five are now in the truck. And he, he meaning David, ends up grabbing the gun that Ollie was using and he keeps it for their own protection. So they drive through the mist and they come across David's wife who is now dead and he breaks down as a result of it and they continue to drive. They continue to drive through this mess where they find a whole bunch of carnage. And then the creature, one of the creatures, just walks past and ignores them. I don't know if they are protected from being in the vehicle or what, but like these creatures are killing humans when they are in the mist. And then the, this huge creature, like he is huge, is just walking past their car without even noticing that they're there. Um, however, they do continue to drive until they run out of gas, and they eventually do run out of gas. They are still in the mist, so there is no ending for that mist, and he brings out the gun. He empties it and counts the bullets, and he realizes that there are only four bullets, le bullets left, and there's five of them in the vehicle. And, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get really morbid here, but... I, I was thinking that this was going to happen, and it didn't happen. However, I'm thinking there's four adults and a child and only four bullets. I would have strangled my kid. Like, I promised my kid that he was not going to die from these creatures. I'm supposed to protect him. And there's four bullets left. So, naturally, you know that they're going to try and kill themselves, or somebody's going to kill all of them. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, so just, just strangle the kid and then save the bullets for the adults. However, David shoots everyone and he's by himself now. He shot everyone. He shot his son. He shot Amanda and then he shot the couple. And he is stuck screaming in the car. And he gets out of the car and starts screaming at the creatures to come get him, to come kill him. You know, he just killed his son and these people. Because they don't want to die by these creatures. They essentially want to die on their own terms. It was kind of like an unspoken pact. And you could see that in the scene. And as you guessed, he does not die from the creatures. Ironically, the army comes through the mist on like their tanker type of thing. And David breaks down screaming, realizing he killed everyone and they were seconds away from being saved. He is now left with the guilt that he killed four people, including his son, and he survived. And that is how the movie ends. So we're going to go ahead and get into the background on this movie really quickly. There's really not much to discuss on the background. However, 
It was released in 2007, and it was filmed in Louisiana earlier that same year, which that is very uncommon. A lot of movies don't get filmed the same year and released the same year. This movie did. This film had over 100 extras, and over half were actually put into the cast. And for those of you who are not familiar with acting terminology or the way that acting works, normally no one ever knows the names of extras. Extras also cannot put that work onto their acting resume either, so the jobs are literally unknown. There is no credit that gets given to extras. There is no credit that the extras can claim to their role in the movie. They are completely unknown. They are those people that are in the background and scenes that are just walking. Don't have a line, don't have anything. They're just like walking on the sidewalks. Um, But over half were able to use this credit for their resume and they were given names and lines on top of that so the budget for this film was 18 million dollars and it grossed over 57 million and a fun fact about this movie was that there was actually a tv spinoff that aired on spike tv it was a 10 episode miniseries even though that was not the intention. It was originally supposed to be a complete series, but it was canceled. So as a result, it turned into a 10-episode miniseries. And it actually aired 10 years after the film's release in 2017. Um, One of the main stars that were in this TV series is Frances Conroy from American Horror Story. And... I just want to say very quickly, this lady has a whole lot of credits. She has a lot of film credits, a lot of television show credits, and a lot of theater credits. And it is embarrassing that I relate her to American Horror Story. I also refer to her sometimes as Sarah Riley's grandmother in ER. She was only on ER for like two episodes, maybe three, I think. But she was on ER. And this is how I relate her to Hollywood. American Horror Story and ER, even though she has far more credits than just those two, that's how I relate her. Relate to her. So that is like the only big name, or maybe not big name, but common name that was in that television series. And that is actually all I have for the background of this film. Um, Majority of the film, like I said, was filmed in Louisiana, but it was filmed basically on a soundstage. So there's really not that much that went into the background of this movie. Um, I mean, there was some exterior shots that were used in Louisiana, but the film itself was filmed on a soundstage in Louisiana. So now for my opinion on this movie, I would give it three stars out of five, honestly. I mean, the concept was great. The characters were great. But me personally, I couldn't get a, get past the creatures. I mean, I would have rathered a dinosaur come back from the dead or something relatively realistic. Maybe the mist would be extremely cold and frozen and the dinosaurs got brought back, even though ironically they died in an ice age. 
I don't know. I just would have preferred something more realistic. And, and these creatures were just so unrealistic, and they didn't make sense. I don't. Were, were they were they eating them from? A, were they eating these people from their mouths? Were they eating them from tentacles? Like what? What, what was going on? I mean, there's just too many creatures that are random and huge and tearing humans apart. And I just got lost in it because I couldn't figure out what they were actually doing, what these creatures were, why they were going after humans. Were they only going after humans? Like what? I was into the film, don't get me wrong. And I did like it. But another thing I would have loved to know is how did the military not only create the mist... But create these animals. Now, it's no it's no surprise that the military is very secretive with stuff that they do. And even in movies that touch on this, it, it's very secret. But how? How did they create the mist? How did they create these animals? Why? Why did they release these unknown creatures and this unknown mist into the atmosphere like I would have wanted more information so that is it for this episode of that's a wrap um, I personally don't find it as exciting as it could be but the film overall was good. If you are into horror movies or supernatural things, definitely go ahead and take a look at it. Especially if you're a Stephen King fan. Um, definitely go ahead and watch it. It doesn't hurt to watch something once. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of That's a Wrap. And if you did, be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to this podcast. And as I mentioned earlier, I do have the Instagram up and running. It is once again at that's a wrap underscore podcast. So be sure to check it out. Give the Instagram a follow. Comment your thoughts, your theories, your opinion. If you have seen the movie or if you are now going to see the movie, go ahead and let me know. And once again, my name is Shannon and I will talk to you on the next episode of That's a Wrap. Bye.